Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Thank you. Father, we give you all the praise. Lord, we we bless your name for what you have done. We thank you for what you do. Lord, thank you for how far you brought us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your honor. Thank you for the blessings. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, we pray that your grace will be upon us. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. talking around worship and praise, understanding worship and praise. You would probably notice that I have not, um, you know, the way we would, we would, we may swap it over, maybe when we do, um, when we do, we call it praise and worship. But I have deliberately turned it over to call it worship and praise. I've, 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 I've deliberately turned it around to, to, to call it worship and praise. Because as we begin to look at this, well, you would probably begin to have a different understanding. You would understand why I have put it in that way. But it is important that we start from understanding it. We start from understanding it. Let's move, please. Um, but the Bible says here in King, King James Version, um, Psalm 47, verse 7, the Bible says, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. What this statement means is that you can praise God without understanding. So when we say understanding praise and worship, thank you, understanding praise and worship, what that also means is that the, what, and he started off by saying this because he wanted you to lay, he wanted us to understand particular things around the praise. But he introduced it by saying, for God is the king of the earth. So what he's saying to us is understand who you are giving offering to. Because if you don't understand who you are giving offering to, you are most likely just to just, you know, not um, miss the point. So when we go to Psalm 100, verses 1 to 4. The Bible says, Shout to the Lord all the heart. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with, with, with joyful songs. He now said, Know that, he is the, that the Lord is God. He said, As you are coming to give him worship, it is important that you understand and you know who you are dealing with. Or else, you may just turn up and totally miss the point because you are not conscious. So when he was saying, he said, shout to the Lord, for shout for joy to the Lord, all thy heart. Come and worship him with gladness. Come before him with joy. With joy. So he now said, verse 3, he said, know that the Lord is God. Now, he now went further and to create an understanding by, no, just the, um, Psalm, that's Psalm 100, please. God bless you. He, he, he told us, he's saying that, he said, he said that, he said that, know that he is, he, the, the Lord is God. The Bible says, it is he who made us. What does that mean? That means that 
It determines what you bring to him. You don't just turn up the way you like. It's as in, in terms of, he said, he said, know that it is he who made us, not we ourselves. So he now said, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So basically what he's saying to us, he's trying to give us a proper description. Then he now went again as if, as if, if you look at verse 1 and 2, and you jump to verse 4, you can, you can take away that verse 3, and it will still make sense. Does that, do you get what I'm trying to say? So what I'm trying to, why, why I'm saying that is this, is that he did not need to put that verse 3. But he put that verse 3 to caution you so that it just don't flow from um, shout the Lord or all, all, all you nations, worship him with joy and gladness, come before him, um, come before him with joyful songs, enter into his gate, because he's already talking about entering. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's as if it's as if you are walking from the gates down to the to, the, to this place. You're already, you're already about to enter the gates. Then somebody now puts a caution on the wall and say, know that he is God. So the reason why he introduced verse 3 is that so that you we, we don't, but at times what we do is that we jump from verse 1 to 2 to 4. We have not taken caution of who we are worshiping. And you begin to understand this as we, you know, even when Jesus was given back to, see, worship, worship goes, and I will begin to um, express this at some, even, even further, but worship is beyond singing. Singing is an expression of worship. Does that make sense? So, worship is having reverence, surrendering to God. So, when you are singing, you are expressing what is coming from within. So, you will begin to, so, but in order to have accurate reverence for God, that's why David started by saying, sing praises to God with understanding. So you will get to, um, to Matthew chapter Matthew chapter um, 2, verse 1 to 2. The Bible says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, during the time of King Herod, the Magi, uh, sorry, the Magi, no Magi, Magi, the, uh, oh, it won't be Magi, <laughs> but when we come to the day, it's Magi. <laughs> the, the Magi from the east, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who is born, who, 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 sorry, where, where is the one who has been born king of Jews? We have, we saw his stars and when it arose and we, and have come to worship him. See, notice that they did not say we have come to greet him. We have come to worship him. And when they were coming, they brought the gift that shows their understanding of who they were worshiping. We're going to read a couple of long verses now. But please just follow me as you see how God deals with this. This statement was not even to normal people, as it were. And when I mean normal people, church members, it was to the priests. Who were conducting worship? Malachi chapter um, chapter one. If you read from verse six, he says, "A son honors his father; a slave his master." If I were your father, where where is the honor due to me? If I am, if I am a master. Where is the respect due to me, says the Lord of God. 
So he's saying that, he's saying that, see, God was trying to explain. And he said, see, you, if, basically he said, if I am your father, where is my honor? Basically, what's saying that, first of all, before you bring something to me, define who you're dealing with. Then you will be able to know. He said, he now said, it is you, priest, who show, who show content for my name. But you ask, how have we shown content for the name? How have we shown content for your name? He said, by offering. Please know that they offered something. He said, by offering defiled food on my altar. You ask, how have we defiled you? Let you know, please, sir. He said, by, and by saying the Lord's table is contemptible. He said, you offer blind animals for sacrifice. Is that not wrong? He said, when you, when you sacrifice a lame or diseased animal, is that not wrong? You are trying to, okay, he now said, try offering them to your government. God is saying that God was saying to them, he said, God was saying to them, God said, you know what? The way you are trying to turn up before me in worship, try it at your workplace. That's exactly what he said. He said, go to your governors. You know when people say, it doesn't really matter. You know, God understands. No, the way God sees that, the way you would behave at work. There was a day that God, I felt that God was doing something like, he said, he said, most people in the body of Christ, they worship mammon in the church. I said, how is that possible? He said, no. He said, what they will not do at work because they are paid. They will do it in church. Why are they not doing it at work? Because of money. So when they are bowing before me, they are actually worshiping mammon. They are not worshiping me. Because the way they would act, when their manager walks into a room, they will not behave like that. Please, we are, that's why I said, worship, when you begin to sing, it is, it is, it is, why, what happens to that worship or singing? It is the position of the heart. If somebody turns up, please, I'm not, this is not, this is, but just use that as an example. I hope you understand me. I don't know. I'm just using this as an example. Someone will turn up in church, not taking their bath, and just woke up and come to church. They dare not do it at their workplace. And please, just pick your choice. Whatever it is that you you cannot turn up at workplace in that manner, but yet that person will turn up like that in church. And God was saying, say, okay, God said, please try and offer them to your government. Would they be pleased with you? Would they accept you? Says the Lord of my, or the the, the, the say the the Lord Almighty. Now. Plead with God with your um, to be sorry, now plead with God to be gracious to us with such offering from your hand. Will He accept you? Says the Lord Almighty. Let's read on, please. I said we are going to read this. Come on. He said, "Oh that you would, oh that you would shut up the the, the, the shut up the, the the temple doors, so that you would not." <laughs> You will not light useless fires on, on, on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord. God is saying, you see, ah, God. God is saying, close the church. I am not interested. See, so you know, at times we feel that we have to put on to please God. God is saying, no, 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 see. Rather than coming to come and offer, please note that he's not talking about that's why he started off by saying, if I am your father, where is my honor? We are not talking about the amount of money you are bringing. No. See, 
there are some money that somebody will bring before God and he will generate the cost. Because he's flinging that in one million pounds in the face of God. And God sees somebody that has a pound and brings that pound with honor. I don't know how best to put it. You know, I know that we are living in the you know, modern generation and things like that. But at least we, we've seen African fathers before. You go to the shop and you buy this very um, very um, you buy wonderful meats, proper food and you now put it in the microwave or something and your dad comes in and says where is my food? Go and take it there. And somebody puts Gary and water and brings it to the father. The father would rather drink that Gary and go to bed than to eat that assorted meat that somebody is saying, take it and eat it. I don't forget what I'm trying to say. That's why God was saying, if I am your father, where is my home? When people say, God is my father, God is saying, no, 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 see, it is not you by saying, where is my honor? I want the way you present things to me. Please, tell me where is the honor in this. So, he says, and God now said, he, have, he said, like God abandoned them, the priest, and he said, my name will be great among nations. So he's saying that from where the, from where the sun rises to, um, to where it says it sets, every place incense and pure offering will be brought to my name because my name will be great among nations. God says, see, I rather take the offering of nations. I rather take the offering of nations, says the Lord of hosts. Let's read on please, sir. He says, but you are profaning it by saying the Lord's table is defiled, if the food is contentable, and things like that. He says, and you say, <laughs> verse 13, you say that what a body you sniffed, you sniffed at it contemptuously, says the Lord of hosts. Basically, what he's saying is that, when you read on that version, what he's actually saying is that you are saying that. God will rather you not do it than to crumble and give it to him. That's why he used the example of somebody's father. And that's why I was using the example of having assorted meat. And you say, uh, just eat it. And somebody said, did you, give, did you give your father something? Yes, he, he refused it. I gave him, I gave him assorted meat. And the father would say, I rather drink Gary than to eat your assorted meat. Does this make sense to us? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. We are, we are still talking around worship. We are still talking around, around worship. If you now go to verse 2, sorry, chapter 2, let's just go scroll down chapter 2, please. Malachi chapter 2, next one, yeah. He now went on, please note that, he now said, and now you priests, this is a warning for you. If you, would, if you do not listen, and if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, may God never, may this never be a portion in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, I will curse you. These are people who are bringing offering before God. He said, see, when you begin to behave without honoring me, and you think that you can just turn up and do whatever you like, all in the name of, I can worship God anyhow. See, the Bible teaches us, God does not take anyhow praise. People can sing it. But God doesn't take any hours. <laughs> we 
When you go to Amos chapter 5, verse 23, it was quite interesting. The Bible says, Amos 5, 23, it says, it says, away with your noise, with the noise of your song. I would not, now, on that version, we'll call it, away with your noisy hymns. So it's talking about spiritual songs, but they are noise. We, we read it earlier, when God said, close the church, shut the temple, go home. Don't turn up here as if you are. <laughs> you know, and please, I, this is not school. This is just trying to understand why David would keep warning people know that the person you're about to worship is not just someone that will just roll up and do whatever it is. When you go to Romans chapter 1, and you see this is a theme through scriptures. He said, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God. So they knew him, but the way they were, they were representing God, the way they, sorry, the way they were bringing their offering to him, it was not as God. So the Bible says, but their thinking became fertile. And they were foolish, they, they, sorry, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. So the first thing God expects you to understand and me to understand in praise is to understand who you're dealing with. Because that is the way you can know what to give to him. Please, not only what to give to him, how to give to him. You know, during, and I shared it with us, during, I saw after the lockdown, we were in the hotel. We used to do, we, we didn't take offering, so we just, after service, I just tell people that, you know, if you want to give offering, please do, and things like that. And as the day that God spoke to me, and God said, I am not interested in how much they are giving. But please, when you are going to take my offering, take it with honor. Even if it's only one person that will give one pound, take that one pound with respect. Because it is, an, it is a worship to me. Does that make sense? So God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, worship before God. It is actually when, when you surrender to who he is. And I will show you this in you know, um, Matthew chapter 15, verse 25. The Bible says, now this is a woman, the Bible says, please note these words. The Bible says that the woman came and knelt down before him. Help me, she said. This is NIV. I'm going to read the same, trans the same thing to you in another translation. The NLT says that, it says, but she came and worshipped him. So that means what the Bible is saying, worship, is actually pouring yourself. The Bible says the woman knelt down before him. So basically, worship is beyond, so but when you are now singing, you are giving expression to your worship. When you are now singing, you are giving expression to your worship. So you begin to see as you read through scriptures, especially in the whole testament, that worship is mixed with a particular posture. So you, when you go to Psalm 95, verse 6 to 7, he said, let us come, let, come, let us bow down in worship. I'm not saying that when they're doing worship, you have to bow, bow down. See, at times, now please, this is my own view of things. I think why we do worship and we call worship slow song is because I don't think it, the intention is to Call that slow song worship. I believe that the intention is to make you focus on the 
on the person of God so that you can concentrate your worship towards him. So it is not that the song is, they slowed the song so that you can ask the words. No, they are calling your attention that you know, okay, you danced, but please focus on him. And that is why I believe the word worship, it became the theme of worship. So the Bible says here in Psalm, it says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Please note that when David is calling worship, he's always laying emphasis on the person of who God is. Because he knows that once you miss who he is, then your worship will be inaccurate. And see, you can be And, you know, when we get there, we begin to look at, you see, one of the things that, there was a day that I was praying in the house, then I felt that God said, no, come out. Go into the woods and go and pray. So when I got into the woods, I was standing by the tree and I was going down trees quite tall. They were very tall trees there. And I felt that God said, look up. So you see that tree? I created it. What was he trying to say to me that day? He was saying to me, at times when you are so locked up in your room, you think the God that you are speaking to is, is confined to that room. But when he takes you out, like he took Abraham out, I said, Abraham, see, I think, I think you are getting too uh, you know, accustomed to me. And you, you, you tend to lose sense. At times, at times, and at times it's not bad, but it's just that, you know, the worship of God gets to a point where you say, God is speaking to me. Oh, I feel the presence of God. <laughs> but, and it is good. It's trying to relate to you at your level. But it doesn't want you to forget that he's the same one that created the whole world. So, you know, see, at times when, when I have the opportunity of traveling and I'm in the plane, and I'm getting close to a nation, a country, and I'm looking down, and I can just say, wow, is this actually the person I'm worshiping? See, when we understand that, at times, you know, it is, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, you know, the Bible, so when we go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, 33, sorry, it says, those in the boat, Worshipped in. The Bible now gave a bracket expressing what worship meant. So the, the Bible now said, saying. So that means that it was a posture that brought about that expression. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So what when you now see David begin to talk about praise. But David would not only link your mouth to praise, he links your hearts to praise. So, when you go to Psalm 30 verse 12, he said that my heart may sing your praises. So, I am not only, it is not, I, it is not my mouth moving. My heart is but the way your heart can first of all respond is when your heart gets a perfect picture of who you're worshiping. Of who you're worshiping. You see again in Psalm 108 verse 1, it says, my heart, oh my God, is steadfast. It said, I will sing and make music with my soul. So when I'm worshiping God, it comes from within. When I'm singing, it comes from within. And God can spot it quickly. That's why Jesus said, these people worship me with their mouth. But their heart is far away from me. He now said something. He said, they follow the tip. They, they are, that worship is, is taught by men. Men, he's saying the worship, the way men, men worship God is that they worship God. They, they are following the beats. The song is, but their hearts is not connected at all to what they're doing. 
is not connected at all to, to what they're doing. Now, as we begin to pull this closer, we look at a scripture in Psalm 109, verse 164. David said, now this is a king. And David said, seven times a day I will praise you, I will praise you for your righteous law. The question to that statement is that did David not have a bad day? That statement cannot be right. Let's put that in that way. If there was no day when David did not have a bad day. If David were to have a good day all his life, then I can praise God seven times a day. But remember that the Bible says there was a day when David came back from war and his whole house was burnt. They are taking his old children away. Excuse me, the question I am, you know, when you question that Bible, you like, okay, is that day also included in seven times a day? Does this make sense to us? But the answer is actually included also in this verse. Because David did not say, I am praising God for my situation. He said, I am praising God for his laws or promises. So when I, even though my situation may not seem like it, when I remember his promises, I am filled with joy. The song says, when I remember his promises, I shout hallelujah. The only way David could sustain that level of praise seven times a day is because he has decided rather than meditating on his issues is to meditate on the promises of God. And that is where you will begin, once we understand that, you begin to understand how David begins to form the context of worship. Then you see in Psalm 138, verse 2, he says, I will bow before your holy temple as I worship. I will praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed, are, are backed all by the honor, sorry, are, are backed by all the honor of your name. So basically, what he's saying is that. The fact that you will do what you have said you will do is not based on these flimsy things. It is based on your authority, your glory as, as God. So as a result, I will give God thanks for the promises. Does this make sense to us? So when you wake up in the morning and you see the, the sun come out, the Bible says, as far as I have not broken my covenant with the moon or the stars, so that I will not break them. Then you just open it and you just start dancing. Why? Because you are remembering his promises. So, so the way things are not looking right, see, at times, the problem that our worship at times is tied towards what God does. But what David actually teaches is that your worship is attached to, to God's promises. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, you will see David express this in Psalm 197. He says, I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. So as I keep discovering things in the scriptures, I will give you thanks over them. I will give you thanks over them. And Abraham, our father, gave a perfect illustration about this. When you go to Romans chapter 4, the Bible says, Abraham never wavered 
in, in wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. Another person will say, giving thanks to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. So his thanksgiving was based on the character of God. And the Bible says, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted it to him as righteousness. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you've ever really thought about it. Abraham had no child. And he was called Abraham. He was called Abraham. That means exalted father. He had so many children around him. God now said, Abraham, change your name from exalted father to Abraham. Father of the nations. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. We are we are honoring you by calling you exalted father. Now you now change. You say no, no, come exalted father. Call me father of nation. That is how. See, at times when you now read, you be like, how is it possible that Abraham will stand up and say to people, I am Abraham? People say, see, at least. Believe God to become an exalted father. Don't now increase your scope to now become father of nations. You don't even have one. The one we are calling you for exalted father is an honorary. That's what you say, exalted father. Yes, it's an honorary. And God now told the God and said, no, I don't want that one. The one I want is father of nations. Can you imagine what people will say? This man has totally lost it. So I can't see when, 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 when you read the Bible, when God, he now said, he changed your wife name again. From, not from um, uh, Sarai, which also means like exalted. So people were calling them mommy, daddy, because they had so many people, so many servants who had children with them. So they were looking at their mommy and daddy. Like, Please don't call me that again. Call me mother of nations. <laughs> See, before God can say that Bible counted his faith, it's because that it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. But the Bible says that his thanksgiving was based on that. Now, I'm just going to just look at a couple of things, just a couple of things that, why it is important also that you, know, you maintain a, a heart of worship and praise before God. Because we, we're looking at the spirit world in Bible, and, and Bible study, things like that. One of the things that it, it keeps you open to the access of the spirit of God. If you are in a situation that you're struggling, what you need is an helper. And when Jesus was going, he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit who shall be your helper. So the access to it. Let's go to um, Ephesians chapter 5. The Bible says, do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Do not be drunk with wine because that ruins your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, how did he say that process can be? He said singing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making melody in your hearts. Make sure making music to the Lord in your heart. Another person will say, making melody to the Lord in your heart. Giving thanks for, ev for everything to God the Father in the name of Jesus. 
sorry, in the, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So basically, what he's saying is that the way to get an answer to know what God wants you to do is to remain connected to the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways by which you can be filled all the time is to constantly engage in worship. Engage in, in giving thanks to him. No wonder David had to maintain seven times a day. You would see how now you know the Bible says do not act thoughtless. That means that please don't put yourself in a position where you are stranded, my dears. Let's see how it actually works. And I would we saw the king, sorry, Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 12 to 16. The Bible says here, it says that Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. Now we're talking about Elisha. He said, so the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Edom, went down to him. Elisha said to him, said to the king of Israel, why do you involve me? Go to the prophets of your fathers and the prophets of your mothers. Let's go to the next slide. He said, No, the king of Israel said, It is the Lord who has called, who are, the Lord who, who, who called us three kings together to deliver us into the hands of Moab. Now, Elisha said, as, as surely as the Lord is whom I serve, if I do not, if I do not respect, if I, if I, if I did not have respect, for the presence of Joseph, the king of, of Judah, I would pay, I will not pay any attention to you. But now, bring me an harvest. What does this mean? Now, before we get to that point, it was already okay. Did Elisha need an harvest to hear God? Why did he say for an harvest? I believe one of the issues here was that he was already annoyed. His spirit was already, it was already, you know, he, he could not bring himself. So he said, see, if not for this person, I know what to do with you guys. And I said, Lord, bring me an harvest. So as worship began, he had the opportunity to express his spirit, to be able to connect to that of God. So at times when you are, when, when things around you is getting, you know, test and you are hungry, you are trying to, and you see, that is not the time to hear God. At times it is opportunity, it's an opportunity to, to, to soak yourself in worship. Then you begin to see, that you begin to have clear direction of what God wants you to do. Then the Bible says, why the apists? was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and he said, this is what the Lord is saying. I will fill the valleys with pool of water and things like that. Because the Bible says it was in Isaiah 12, 3. He said, which joy are we going to draw from the world of salvation? So what am I trying to point out is this. Is that the the when you, when, when you engage in worship, it opens you up to the realms of, of God where you have access to ideas. You become stronger. You, you, I don't know if you feel, feel like that. At times when you sing to a point, your faith begins to build because, because you're already opening up yourself to have a communication with God. And listen, I'm just going to just say this. One of the greatest things that God expects you in worship is the worship, thank him for the sacrifice of his own thing. If you have no other thing to worship him for, please do not forget that. Because as far as God is concerned, that is the most valuable thing he can give to you. Well, I, I, I will, you know, I, I will read this scripture maybe a bit longer, just for please uh, Luke chapter seven. 
God says, when, when one of the sound, you might be a little bit confused. Don't, please don't be confused there. There are three times in the, in the Bible that Jesus was anointed with alabaster box. He wasn't only once. The, the, the same occasion, there was one occasion of an unknown woman, which was recorded in Matthew and, and um, I think, and Mark. Yeah, Matthew, Mark, one. Then that was two days to when um, two days to when he was going to be buried. Was, or is it two or six days ago going to be buried? Then you had one in John, which was Mary um, uh, um, um, that anointed him. Then you had this one, which is in local. So you have four, if three times Jesus was prepared, anointed with alabaster box before his burial. So at times when people say alabaster box, at times you need to correct people need to clarify which one are you talking about because there are three, three events in the Bible. It's not that the Bible is categorizing itself, it's actually three clear events. So we, we, we are picking one of them. The Bible says that it said one of the one of the Pharisees, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to, to, to dine to have to have dinner with him. He went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at, at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. Now, alabaster is, is like it's ceramic. It's something where they used to protect something that the, the perfume doesn't go out. So, you know, so the Bible says here that the Bible says, it says the alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to she began she began to uh, she began to to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured the perfume on them. I've had some lovely, weird teachings around himself. We're like, ah. So Jesus is taking, uh, people used to say that Jesus took the offering of proceeds of prostitution. Oh, that, where, where did you get money from? <laughs> where did you get the money from? <laughs> so, Take away your religious eyes. Where did the money come from? <laughs> but it wasn't the, the offering that mattered. It was like she was giving up a lifestyle at the feet of Jesus. That was what was happening. She took that lifestyle and said, in my worship of you, I will pour it before you. Because I intend not to go after this life again. So, those who say, no, don't worry, that woman is also it's also God of me. It is not. Your money will generate cost of heaven. So, you know, it says, it says, the Bible says that and when the Pharisees who invited him saw this, they said to him, they said, they, so he said to himself, if this man were to be a prophet, he would know he will know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that, that she is a sinner. So basically, if he knew where this money of this perfume is coming from, <laughs> he would, and the Bible says, and Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people hold money to a certain uh, to a certain moneylender, one hold him five hundred denarii, and the other hold him fifty. 
was it in another holding 50. Neither of them had to pay him back. So he forgave the debt of both. Now, which one of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one, the one who had a bigger debt forgiven. You have judged right, correctly, Jesus said. He said, then he turned towards a woman and, 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 and he, sorry, he turned towards a woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? She came into your house and you did not, sorry, I came into your house and you did not give me any water for my feet. But, but this, but she wept, sorry, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss. Please note. I have had all these extreme Bible teachers. When you meet a Jewish man or an Arab, you've seen them, when they greet themselves, it is with a kiss on the cheek. It's not even a kiss, actually. The way, the way they, they don't kiss themselves, they just, I don't know whatever you call it, but you know, they just, they, I think that's what happens. I've seen some very, people who are trying to read things into school to justify whatever it is that they, 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 they say that Paul even said, greet yourself with holy kiss. It is, in, it is in your Bible. But if you don't understand how the Arab culture works, or the Middle East culture works, you would think, Paul is saying, any game is just, just greet them with the kiss. <laughs> God help you. Help all of us in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you know, the Bible says there, it says, it says you did not give, okay, the Bible says you did not pour oil on my head, but she poured the perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, our many sins have been forgiven, and as our great love has shown. So, basically, what God is saying, he said, he, 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 said, he said, whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus answered and said to her, your sins are forgiven. Basically, what Jesus was saying is this. See, you would know which person believes that God has forgiven them. How much God has given to them, the way they, they, they worship God. Where's our people feel that, you know, I'm okay. I just kind of walked in here, you know, and, and this and God said, yes, you know, that is why. Also, what I'm trying to say is that the deeper you understand what happened on Calvary, the more greater your worship is. The less you understand of what happened on Calvary, the less you understand worship. So what will make you worship God is when you buy fleet of jets. They ask, ah, come and see what the Lord has done for me. <laughs> Whereas God is, somebody is coming, and God is not, please don't get me wrong, God is not against when you come and give your thanksgiving of what he has done for you. But he's saying that, do you really appreciate when, if that car or that jet does not come, are you still dancing because you have been forgiven so much? I shared it before with us. There was a day when I was when I was when when I first got my first promotion in Europe, I was promoted from um, um, I was promoted from from a casual postman to a, a permanent postman. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If you know post office, you understand what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe some of the people do other jobs when you're not a permanent staff. You do the worst. All the good thing, every other permanent staff will take it before they call agency. It is the worst that nobody wants to do. That they will say agency come. So, when I'm doing deliveries, it is the worst area where you would want to pick a letter to go and deliver to a certain in Lauti where those rich people live. 
that has ills. One letter. <laughs> they, they will not know put. Ah, God, see, this is when, this is when, when frustration hits you, you will hate rich people. <laughs> they will not know put, those rich people, they don't put their letterbox outside. Because they have very valuable stuff. So they put it inside. You will now walk all the way inside. And some of them now live in hilly houses, so you know, when loud, loud, so you have to climb that stairs. I think you're going to a mountain, a mountain of prayer. <laughs> you, get say, you will not get there. See, there's a part in London that's called, called Trapsy. When you stand on, you know, very rich people live there. When you stand, you'll be seeing literally the whole of London. So you will now walk all the way down. You will now knock on the door and you will not answer because the house is big. You now have to now take the parcel downstairs. Then somebody will now call you. Ah, sorry, I'm at home. Ah, you must be. <laughs> you know, you are at the time. You see, I won't lie to you. At the time you stand at the bottom and be looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Lord, from my home, come, 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 come. <laughs> you go like, ah. <laughs> you know, the, and the problem is that, you know, you come down, you pick up another day, you now go to the next house, you now go back up, you come down, you go back up. So, what happens is that whenever they say you're going to Lauti, you know that's the area that you're, that you're going to be. I'm going to help you when it's snow. Oh, I'm going sliding. <laughs> Oh God, you slide down. <laughs> yes, that's how to say. God help us in Jesus' name. Oh God, it's all those kind of things. But you just, you know, you are using trolley. So you put the trolley there, and the trolley is now moving. You're not running. <laughs> After the trolley. In order to quickly. So that is when your expertise in Nigeria comes into place. You know, in Nigeria, there are some bus that don't have brake. So the conductor jumps down quickly right. to go and quickly throw something <laughs> at the... At the <laughs> there's an area called Wilson. When you get to Yarabaja, there are some set of buses. Once you see them, you know that these ones are going towards Wilson area. <laughs> because ah, those buses are... Those are the kind of things that I've heard that more that you'll be happy to put something on your head because it's raining. You are inside the bus, but the bus is leaking. <laughs> and you have to, you know, oh my God. So, you know, all those statics comes and that's why you need to have all these life experiences. Yeah, it comes and so then you throw it in at the, um, then the, the uh, trolley stops it, it's really catch it. At least like that. Or else, you and the trolley down the hill. <laughs> And you now have very exotic cars part of all of them. What are you going to do? <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. You know, and when I got that promotion, to, I said, Ah, oh God, this is me. Thank you. I was so grateful. And God said to me, When was the last time you gave me thanks because I gave you my soul? <clears throat> See, you dancing because you got. I'm not saying you don't dance. I appreciate the fact that you are grateful. But let a day come when you just want to just thank me for giving you your soul. I forgive you enough. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, when we get to the point of praising God, that's why the Bible says, God is glorious in holiness. Exodus 15, 11. God is, he said, who is like unto you, O Lord, among all gods. You are, who is like you, you are glorious in holiness. But when you want to see how fearful God hearts, he says, you are fearful in praises. You are forever being holy. But for, praise, for your praise to be consistent, it must be hanged on two things. 
on the promises and the faithfulness of God and what Jesus has done on us. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.